McDavid is just the most. If I'm the best player on the planet, why do you why do you look like such a whiny? This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys Rodney, Rob, Darren, and Joe. What is up, Kings fans? Welcome to another show. And welcome to April Anxiety Month as the Kings make their playoff push and try to hold off the Oilers and the Knights. The Kings are currently in second place in the Pacific. Rob, you think the Kings will finish the season in second place? Um, if, if I'm a betting man, which I am, um, I'm going to go ahead and put the odds at an exact coin flip. I think I think there is just as good a chance that they finish third as they do finishing second. And I do believe they do make the playoffs. I've, I've always said this, and I love reading Twitter. I'm 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 that guy. I read Twitter nonstop, and I see all the people. Nobody had the Kings making. The, go back, look at our 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 podcast that we have. I am on record saying we will make the playoffs from day one. I am a believer. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I guess, it's, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I think they're going to fall at least to third, possibly even like the wild card, um, the lower wild card spot. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, like they, they've, they've obviously uh, – you know they keep trucking even though they're losing players and stuff. I just don't see how it's sustainable. Although I, I guess people would talk about the strength of schedule. I, I don't look that far in advance. I'd take it one game at a time. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're out there for sure. I think it would be uh, they would definitely going to be a playoff team. I just I, I could see them keep on doing what they're doing now. I can also see them stumbling a bit and then just kind of limping in. But so, uh, but yeah, I would say. I would say I would bet if I were a betting man, I would bet against second place. Um, but I would bet that they'll make the playoffs. Darren, what do you think? Yeah, I think they'll be. I think they'll finish like Rob said, either second or third. I don't know if we'll drop out to the wild card per se, just because we have like I think it's two games against the Ducks, game against Seattle, Chicago a couple times. Like those are winnable games that we should at least get points out of, if not two. So, um, um, you say not into the wild. Well, I don't even think there's going to be a wild card from the Pacific. So, well, there, the, no, there. I looked at it. There's possibility. I mean, there's possibility, to, sure, but yeah. I mean, if the Kings, if the Kings fall out, I think we're right next to Dallas, so I think we'll be right there. But so, and the reason why I'm saying fifty-fifty about even finishing second, this is this is why Edmonton. You know, they have their woes. They they. They have their issues with defense, and they call it goaltending. I call it when when your superstars care more about scoring than they do about defending. That's what happens, you know. Um, but we do have two games against Chicago, two games against Anaheim, a Kraken game, a Blue Jacket game. A Van- well, Vancouver's been playing well, you know. So we we – we have a lot of points there to be taken, and if we could sc- scoop those up, we can we can stay ahead. We can we can fight it. Yeah, fifty fifty. I will yeah. say 
what I hope happens is that the Kings do finish second and uh, mop the floor with uh, with Edmonton. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see them not knock Edmonton out in the first round. It would be the funniest part for them. Um, I'm starting to wonder: Do we play better on the road than we do at home? Do we want home? Do we care to finish second? Do we want to finish third instead, so we're actually on the road? Yeah, it's weird. We play like no mistake—not no mistake, but we play like no event hockey. Like no one does anything until it's necessary on the road, and then at home we're like, you know, everyone does everything. So, yeah. I don't know. Or do we have the guys sleep in hotel rooms together while they're at home, pretending that like they're on the road? I don't know what it is, but they do seem to play better on the road. I don't know why. So that's why it, I don't really, I honestly don't care about finishing second or third, but I care obviously about making the playoffs. And I think we have to finish second or third to make the playoffs. Cause I don't, right. I personally, I don't think there's going to be a wild card spot for the Pacific. Well, let's talk about the team that's right above us and the uh, the last game against the Flames. Rob, how do you think the kids held up against the Flames? Our injury-depleted lineup. What do you think? Um, so I don't want to talk about too many things all at once. Um, I, th- I think Calgary just wasn't ready. I, it's not that they overlooked us. They looked, I think it had a lot more to do with the way Calgary played rather than the way we played. Um, and I'm not, I don't mean that as a negative either. Because um, we played well enough, and I love using it as the excuse when we win as opposed to when we lose saying how many injuries we have, look at the young kids doing their jobs. Look at all these guys that are stepping up and doing these things. I love mentioning that when we win rather than saying, you know, well, look at, we lost that game and we had these guys and that guy. I I like saying it when we win Um, Calgary, I think just didn't play their best. And when you don't play your best, even against a team that's missing eight guys and, Fresh faces all over the place. We we played definitely played well enough to win. And Peterson actually played really, really well. Really, really well. So he did. And after his last game, I was starting to think, do we need to draft another goalie to to take Quick's place? I don't know. It seems it seems every other game it's like it's like, okay, get the we're doing what we're supposed to be doing with the goalies, I think. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. I think that Calgary game too. It's like I said. Like we played, we played a very good back to back. Like that's what you should do when you're on the second of a back to back. Like you, you don't let anything happen. Like the first period, like there was what fourteen shots total in the game. Like Kings are known for having, you know, almost forty shots a game or something stupid. And it's like nothing happened the whole first. If it wasn't for a bad call on that jersey penalty who knows we might have even taken two full points out of that game so yeah i think you know, calgary definitely took over the second period i mean i was like just waiting for him to start dropping a, a goal after goal but um we definitely weathered the storm there but the first period i thought was great like the first i think it was the first five minutes camera pans over to sutter and just every second word that was coming out of his mouth was just an F bomb. Yeah. Classic studies are all 
like that, making that scowl in his face, like f this, f that, like, like oh yeah, that's awesome. We're doing good right now. We, we pretty yeah. much out suttered Sutter in that first period. Ah, true, yeah, true story. Oh. L- little, uh, little aside here, things that I I like calling Twitter out um, all the time. Remember, remember back in the day, two months ago, McClellan fire McClellan. There's, you know, fire, Blake, Co- fire, you mean you know, coach of the year. Now, Tom now McClellan. it's Blake, Blake is God. And McClellan is the Jack Adams award winner. And, and I said on record, it is not a McClellan issue. It is a player. When we were going through our bumps, it is not a coaching issue. I remember that. Yeah. I, but I, all right. So the coach deserves credit for the team being where they are. I, I still take issue though with like this usage of players. Like, it, like really, like, and, and yeah, it's fine. We're winning games, but you're winning games too, like by running Kopitar to the ground, like, <laughs> twenty five plus minutes a night. And you know what? He'll probably say, "Well, he can handle that." And I guess maybe he can, but he can until he can't. And we've all seen times where you know he's gotten like tired. I don't know. I don't know that that's. I don't know that that you need to protect Kopitar. But I would like to see like a lot of these. There's, why? Why is like, you know, Grunstrom or like the not not just him. You know, like the uh, who's the who's the other guy? Uh, like even Cal- Cali. Like why? Why do they have these guys playing less than ten minutes a night? It's just, like yeah. it's foolish. Like like they they've already shown that they can they can play. And like the, the reason I really like stick up for like uh, Grunstrom is one he's produced in what limited ice time he's had, goals, produce you know scores. Uh, and then he like is out there like being physical. Like the, there's one of the few guys that's out there that it, it can play a man's game, uh, play in the corners, and it's totally not what you would have expected. Because I'll go ahead and be Don Cherry. Barry's is going to be soft Euro player, and like he's you know he's not he's not busting heads, but the dude like gets his gets his hands dirty every freaking game. And I think that. Think that would that along with the scoring would reduce more ice time. But Kaliev too. I mean, like Kaliev, and then trying to think who else I'm, I'm missing here. But uh, but those like bottom, it's like three for four forwards. Well, Lazat, I think, Lizotte I think is the one that yeah, normally right. centers them, and and he's getting eleven and a half minutes a game as well. But so. that's eleven and a half compared to like Grunstrom got like seven minutes the other night. I think right. I think the difference there is the penalty kill. He, he probably Lazat is our. Number yeah. two. Oh, Kupari is the other one I'm thinking of. And Kupari's had probably his best two games the last two games. Yep. Like he's just been completely noticeable. And, uh, and that that like makes my heart warm. I think that guy that guy looks like he's he, he looks so much different from the beginning of the season right now. Like and, well, the beginning the reason, of the season the reason, he was the going left and right. you're noticing him is because of exactly what you're saying, Joe. These guys Grunstrom has made it an issue of I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna hit. And Kapari, now that he goes, hey, look at I'm as fast as anybody. What happens if I start slamming into people too? That's the best way to win a fan over is to go out there and just bust your ass and slam into people. So definitely, they definitely deserve kudos for the way they've played. The only complaint about I have Kapari is that is that one he had like a two on o or two on one, and he tried to pass the puck when he was like six feet from the goalie and he was like what are you doing <laughs> and yeah. shoot the puck while we're still talking about the calgary game too i was waiting for uh king's twitter just to explode when mata threw that puck 
<laughs> to the middle of the ice in, in the offensive zone and, and almost they almost scored off it. That one turnover. Uh oh. He's a pile of shit, isn't he? He had a few mistakes in that game. But look at his plus minus. Yep. So. He's definitely earning his keep. I mean, yeah, I know I crapped on him earlier in the season, but with all of the injuries and stuff, man, he's uh, all of them. I was going to say, too, uh, one thing that's definitely been exposed in the last few games is uh, just the, the some of the younger defensemen, well, they're all young, I guess, but just the trouble they're having moving the puck up the ice. I mean, they're getting recovering pucks and stuff, and it's just like Jersey's made some real bad plays, like like particularly last night, unforced too. Like, uh oh, don't be talking uh, about Jersey. There's so many Jersey lovers well, out he, there. You know, dude, he's still he's playing big minutes, so I you know you're gonna make mistakes. But some of them are just like, it just don't look like how he's played like the rest of the season. I'm not crapping on him by any means, but you know, I'm gonna crap on him. I'm gonna say right now, I don't I don't like him fighting. I don't want him to fight. I don't want him to fight. I I. I just don't want it to happen. We only have so many skilled defensemen. He can't be out there. Here, here's why I don't want bones. him to fight. This is why I don't want him to fight. Because he's not someone that's going to win a lot of fights with his size. Now, yeah. if he was, if he was a Lucic, if he was a a big guy that that can play as well as he can and fight, great, fine. But it's not it's not him. You could be tough in other ways, but don't break your hand. Don't sit there. We need you eating minutes, not in the penalty box. That's all. That, and I think you're going to start attracting uh, what limited amount of goons that are still out there. <laughs> you're going to start attracting that attention, which yeah. is, there's no benefit to that, you know, getting mixing it up with that. And, but, I mean, I agree with it. you're saying, Rob, but I do think it's good that, you know, there's at least somebody on the team that's willing to st- stand up, you know, um, you know, he probably pick your spots better. Don't go fighting a guy who's way bigger than you. So, Rob, you that's why you're world. saying you're fine with like Joe fighting in your beer league team, but not Darren. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You want me to fight because Joe actually puts the puck in the net. So. <laughs> I don't want Joe in the penalty box. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen him play in a while, so uh, things have changed. <laughs> in fact, I hurt myself to a week. Was it a week and a half ago? I hurt myself sitting on the bench. I don't know I messed <laughs> up my rib. So you know you're getting really old. All right. Any anything else on the on the Flames game before we move on? Might as well we gotta mention it because there's gonna be people out there saying how can you not talk about Leah Sanderson scoring the only uh yeah. you know, the past couple shootouts, you know, people are once again questioning why why didn't we do this or why yeah. didn't we do that? Yeah, well, why is Kopitar out there? And, yeah. and I'll guarantee you this when when Leah Anderson went out there, I guarantee you more than half of the fans out there going, why is he out there? And as soon as he scores, they're like, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. I told, I told you we should start using other people. Swedes only. Only the Swedes. Christ. Yeah. His goal was, I mean, that was, that was a pretty sick uh, shot tweeners uh, by him for sure. Hey, he shot it at his foot. Is where you, it's it's right, right at your skate. It's like the last part of the pad to go down. It, it it was no, a, it was a sealed he, shot for sure. You could tell he was trying to do that. Like yep. it's just so slick. Like uh, I've never really seen. I've seen people shoot tweeners, and yeah, probably they're shooting it for you know like a gap under the stick for next to the pad sort of thing. Um, but yeah, to score it like that, like it was clear. Like when he saw his like the goalie's, he saw the goalie's leg move a certain way. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah right it was now. pretty awesome. 
Yeah, no, agree for sure. You know, we also but have that's to. That's about t- all I know. Is <laughs> we also have to talk about Rob's favorite player. Finally, scoring. Hey. Alex, I follow Rob. Hey, what do you think? Well, yeah, we let's let's talk about it because it it got so bad with all the hate. You know, I think I'm just a hater of hate. So once or everybody I, started oh, no, hating no, 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 no. I take that back. I'm a hater of love too, <laughs> because when someone gets too high <laughs> or someone gets too low, I just I hate all the haters and the lovers, and it, it was getting bad for him. I was I was truly feeling sorry for him. Um, I I liked I liked it when I was the only critic of him, and he was <laughs> and he was scoring all the time, and I looked stupid for saying, "Hey, I I don't like that we're paying him four million dollars." when he's just a third line kind of guy. Right. You know, but then he was scoring. And so everyone was all like, Oh, Hey, how stupid do you feel? I'm all, okay. I feel pretty stupid. Well, everyone's still screaming. He needs to be played fourth line, third line stuff. And I'm still going, well, we're paying him $4 million. I don't want him on the fourth line. I want him to score like a, like a top six guy. So hopefully this likes, hopefully this gets him going a little bit. It was a good move. It was a good reception of the pass and and quick with the hands and and got it in. So I was happy for him. And also his sister is still part of the Kings organization, much like... That's that's Lemuse. That's Lemuse. I I thought it was both. I don't know. So how impressive is it that the Kings are still in playoff talk with all these injuries they have. I think if you include Walker, we're talking 10 people, 10 players off the roster right now. What do you think, Joe? Well, yeah, it's absolutely impressive. It's crazy as you think about, like, you know, back in 2003 through 2005, six, whatever, when they broke all those man games, lost injury and stuff. Um you would think that this side team, like, side note that's a record that's going to be broken by montreal this year okay fair yeah. enough um, yeah. Yeah. but uh you think that the you think that the king's team would be in a similar situation we're talking so, about american records not canadian records <laughs> it's nhl nhl um, but yeah no it's uh i yeah i think everybody's like impressed with the way they've rebounded with the uh, you know, losing, particularly to lose, like, say, like, Dowdy or, you know, guys that are playing top, you know, top. Yeah, we lost our top pair defense. Yeah. Or you lose, like, your best four, Dustin Brown. Um. Right. right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonder we haven't scored any goals once Dustin Brown went out, right? But, no, uh, yeah, obviously. Fuck you guys. I mean, it, just, <laughs> it was really interesting is how much depth they have with, like, these younger players. And, like, gosh, there's, there's going to be some serious decisions to be made over the next – you know, this summer and then leading the next year or two. Uh, but uh, good problem to have. I mean, this summer we could even be talking about prior to playoffs, like who are you sending down of our defensemen? Yeah. If everyone's healthy, like who are we sending down? Uh, I'll go on record and say you send Spence down. Love the kid. He's He's been – See, my, my question is not the right side. It's the left what? side. Oh, you It's the left me? side. When you who got Mata, Mata, Edler, Bjornfoot, Moverari – and Anderson. Well, I thought you were talking about when Dowdy and Roy come back. I'm talking about Anderson especially. Okay. I mean, who, what do you do with 
the uh, you Marvorari is going down, but the other four, like who's who's sitting in the playoffs if we have um well who one of those guys, one of those between Bjornfoot, Mata, and Anderson. Adler. I believe one of them played their offside. I almost want to say Bjornfoot, I think. I think I almost want to say it was Bjornfoot, yeah. Yeah. So do you you know does does he move over to the other side and still send another Spence righty down? down? You know, maybe. But but then what happens when Dowdy comes back and then you got Dowdy, Dursey, potentially Roy? Do you guys keep Edler and Stetcher together just because they've have that history of playing well together? Because that could be our solid uh, what our third D pairing going into the playoffs. Uh, well, we'll, we'll f- if you're asking me right now today, I say no until I see Stetcher play a little more right. and he can I Dowdy and Roy are going to be our top right defense minute eaters in right. the playoffs right. you know and and that so would you rather have, keep... would you rather have Mata or Stetcher as our seventh defenseman What's... it doesn't matter to me that's what I'm saying because if if we're going on the right side and as far as I'm concerned it's it's Dowdy, Roy, and, and Dersey. Those are you the three we're going to keep for the right side. You know, now we're talking left side. Anderson, Bjornfoot, and Edler, right? It, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so you know, so it really doesn't matter it's, to me. The seventh, it's not going to matter. You could keep whoever you want to keep. And and I'd rather just not talk about it until you have to until one of those six. Let's get guys healthy first. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think the other thing too with the Kings injuries is just crazy how condensed like they were. It was what was it seven, six games or something like that. We had all those injuries, whereas like most teams when they lose man games, it's you know game one we had an injury, game twelve we had an injury. You know, guy comes back and so on and so forth. Whereas like it was everybody in a short short window got hurt. I think that's the other thing that's impressive is is the total depth we had to show, not just like a oh, piecemeal kind of thing. So. All right, so let's talk about the playoffs, right? So you know, you guys know that the coach is not going to break up the first line, not going to break up the second line. Do we keep that kid line, that champagne line together because they're starting to play well together? Do we keep Byfield, Velarde, and Kapari together at all costs? Because if we do, once Lazat and Lemieux come back, and Kaliev, does that mean everybody else that's been playing decent is just uh, going to be on the bench now? Grunstrom's off now. Like, what do you guys think? I think you could do some kind of Grunstrom, Velarde, Kapari, who has the worst game. You sit if we, if you have a bad game, kind of thing. But I think that's more likely that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Kind of I mean, and this work. is this is all assuming that Brown isn't back either. Once Brown's right. back, Brown then... too. Well, the, from what Jim Fox said yesterday, the day before, I, I know his injury. He got hit in the hand, but uh, yeah, he, he made a comment about how serious it was. So I think he probably broke. Uh, bone that's not some bone breakage yeah yeah Yeah. for sure but i mean it's one of those things where i think somebody said it was like could be you know six weeks from the injury or it could be six months like i don't even know like but i mean if you just look what's been going on the last two years with covid and everything like that and then this year with covid and the injuries stuff um they've been comfortable platooning people so i I would expect to see that you're gonna have guys kind of coming in and coming out of the lineup particularly those bottom three lines 
And particularly the younger players, because, you know, they're going to, well, we hope they don't struggle with their, you know, players going to have bad games and whatnot, or a coach is going to see something that the rest of us don't, make some dumb decision, but uh, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Um, uh, but no, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't expect that line to stay together forever. That's for sure. <clears throat> Are you guys well, liking what you see with that third line? Do we want to keep, if it's up to us, do you want to keep Byfield, Velarde, and Kapari together? Darren? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they've been good together. I think Kapari's shown his, what we thought he was going to be, like, fast. You know, he's not big, but he's bigger. He's able to play physically, and Velarde and Byfield showing the skill, especially with their size. So I, I think the one thing you wish they could do is you know, get the pucks to the net. They like to play on the boards and they can't get it to the middle, but you know, that's Kings hockey. So what do you think, Rob? Um, I, I'm sitting here trying to think of it from a different angle as far as keeping them together and how much they're going to play in the playoffs and everything. I, yes, keep them together, but and as far as the other guys that we're going to rotate in or anything like that, I'm happy with the experience. We've talked about this before. I, I'm glad we didn't do anything at the trade deadline. I want all these guys to get as much experience as they can. You know, and if, if we're able to get three guys experience by rolling them all out on the same line, that's going to, it's invaluable down, you know, two years from now, three years from now, when these guys, have all been able to play a whole playoff series. If we could sneak and win a playoff series and get you know more experience under our belt, it's going to be awesome. So by by putting them all on one line, giving them third line minutes, I, there's nothing wrong with. I'm I'm happy with all of that stuff. And if they could actually grow some more and produce some more, it'd be even better. Um, Velarde, I want a quick comment about him. Just you know, he's always been a step slow with it. That I he's starting to. Things are starting to speed up for him a little bit. I'm, I'm liking his progression a little bit. He's been on the wing, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think that helps because I noticed last night he made a really good play, like where, um, uh, you know, he was uh, kind of kind of behind the play a bit or whatever, and he didn't need to be, in front, uh, you know, you know, up there kind of pushing the pushing the pace. Um, made it. I forgot exactly what happened, but yeah, he made a good play and just had that thought. And I'm like, all right, this. Probably, but and not only that, like just like watching him like around the net, like um, like you know where you don't have to that that defensive responsibility to make sure that you're going to get back 200 feet, or he's down there, you know, using his size and, and all that stuff. So I don't know, like I really I really hope he works out um, long term because I like I you know his hands are uh, I don't know I want to say second to none on the team, but they're they're definitely up there as the the, the top it's- vision and and his hands. You know, cumulatively, they're our biggest line, too, on top of that. Not only are they our youngest, they are our biggest, you know, because Velarde and Kapar are both 6'2", almost, you know, 190 or so. Um, I think Velarde's 6'3", and and what's uh, Byfield, like 6'4", 6'5"? 6'4", yeah. yeah. So it's 6'5", depending on who you talk to. Um, So they're they're young, they're big. With Kapari speed, Byfield is sneaky fast. You know, they, there's there's some elements out there that, like I said, they just need experience. So, yeah, keep them together. 
So we could get multiple guys out there with more experience, more experience. And then, you know, on that bottom line, you know, Kaliev still getting what he needs to do. His, his, uh, his maturity level is just through the roof this year. Um, it's going to be fun guys. Would you, uh, Rob, would you rather have Kupari or Kaliev on that third line? Kupari for now. Uh, that's fine with me. I, you want to I, I, up there? I have grown to, I like Kaliev with, with Lazat. I really do. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the other day when, when Lazat got hurt and then we lost like six to one, it was like, Oh, is that the, that the straw that broke the camel's back, all these injuries and the injury to Lazat is the one that, well, I'll tell you what, edge. when, when we dressed 11 forwards and they were rotating a center between Grunstrom and Kaliev, it, it was not by accident that they scored a goal. It just proves those two guys are good. Mm-hmm. And if you put a center and give them chances, they're going to get their chance. They're going to score. So I, I'm okay with Kaliev. Just It's all about minutes, and it's like what Joe's saying. You got Grunstrom and Kaliev who are very capable guys, and when you're only giving them 10 minutes a game, I mean, those are your choices. You, putting them out there for 12, 13 minutes a game isn't going to kill you. It might even help you because yeah. they're pretty good players. All right, going back to that Flames game, I know we, we talked about it already, but how much more intense would that game have been if Dowdy and Lemieux were in the lineup? <laughs> I thought about that too, yeah. With the Kachuk history going on. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Surprised Jersey didn't start shit with Kachuk. Yeah, he, he's, he's trying he's, to be our enforcer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but really he wasn't. He was just trying he, to he was just trying to clear the crease and get him away from a uh, I thought being mini Dowdy, he was going to try. And he was. He was. Start, he was trying you know. to do like Dowdy 2.0. But yeah. Can we talk a little bit about Edmonton game instead? And let's just go back. How let's much? Go back to Edmonton. How much I cannot stand those freaking the shootout. Should we just go over time? Poyarvi's face needs to be punched. <laughs> David is just the most. If I'm the best player on the planet, why do you? Why do you look like such a? whiny bitch yeah i don't get it why aren't you happy well, you got a head <laughs> dry sidle, last minute dry sidle too dry sidle looks like like if he's a stockbroker and he's just under all this <laughs> pressure and they're all brokers and their fan base is the worst they are the whiniest pussies about the ref worse than that oh I, more, more so than a stockbroker he almost looks like an underwriter yeah. right joe oh. <laughs> Their, their fan base is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of hey, Kings fans because I know that's all that listens. Kind of. <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud to call ourselves Kings fans because if if you could, guys don't don't look at other people's Twitters, other fan bases' Twitters. It's the oh, uh, don't, don't look at the, the, the Maple world, Leafs man. fan base. Don't look at the Canucks fan base. Don't look yeah. at most fan bases. Oh, my. It's just <laughs> it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. Yeah, the, but the other night the Oilers thing, like you know, McDavid, obviously, like he's world class talent, like he's got you know. But yeah, I, there was that point where he was like, "Yeah, did he have Kopitar in a headlock? We had somebody in a headlock." I think it was I follow. Okay, yeah, I'm like, what? And like the refs not. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a blame the refs kind of guy. I, but I do think like I, I feel like there was a couple of times where. It was like blatant things that happened that like 
And, yeah, but whatever. Get, you get a guy in a headlock, it's a little different than, you know, he, oh, you yeah, slash I mean, someone. Like, it's kind of hard to ignore that, like, visually. Like, like, is it like a, yeah. a referee. Like, if I could see that from the TV, like, like that's not a normal hockey position, like, to have somebody in. And, it, and it's not like it was anything really violent or malicious, but you're obstructing. Like, yeah, that's the whole point. It's definitely of a hold, <laughs> at least. You know, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, or interference, whatever. Yeah, but so. We're all here. We are four guys that we see the the blatant calls on stuff, and not not a one of us took to Twitter to talk about how the entire season the refs have been absolutely b- the Kings and because that's what the Oilers fans. No, so, so, oh, yeah. so so this is the difference between like like different types of fans. And I was saying that yeah, I'll I'll say I'm I'm that this type of fan. Uh, you're they're they're winning three to one, right? They lost the game not because of the refs. I won't even say that they won the game or would have won the game because of the refs. They're winning three to one, and they gave up two goals in a matter of what ten seconds or 12 something. Twelve seconds, yeah, yeah. Or so they so they end up winning in the shootout, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but point being is whatever. Say the Kings had dropped another one in, I wouldn't even sit there blaming the you know the refs about the whole thing. Your team, your team is supposed to be superior to ours. Yeah, you would think they are. You know, they've been rebuilding for like 15 years now, so <laughs> they've got like 20 first round draft picks on their team, or, or at one point over the last 10 years. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, point being is, when you blame the refs for anything, it just makes you such a bitch. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless, unless it's like, you should be able to overcome that. I guess is what I'm saying. Like. Sure. In one game, in one game, maybe not. But over the course of a season, I I refuse to believe there's some conspiracy theory against the Oilers or any other team in the league uh, amongst the refs. It's just it's if, if there's a problem with the refs, it's the refs that are not competent. It's not it's not an agenda. I think it's just it's just consistent more than competent. Like they yeah. they'll they won't call something one time and then they'll call it again and another. For time. Sure. Speaking of speaking so. of the Oilers, they they blew their lead over St. Louis. In, and to send it to overtime, and but they won in overtime. So there you go. It blew another lead again. Then. Yeah. So a little fun fact. I don't know if you guys know this, but once upon a time, Rob and I were refs together back in the old days. So you can imagine how hard it was for us not to jump on there and complain about the lack of calls. But you know, mm-hmm. we're not little whiny Canadian fans, Oiler fans, Canuck fans. Good times though, right, Rob? Good times. I remember those. All right, let's get into what everybody's here for. The upcoming schedule. I thought you were going to say Rob doing micro stats. (laughs) We got Winnipeg tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We are recording Friday. so Um, Then we go Calgary, Edmonton, Edmonton, Minnesota. Minnesota, Chicago. So the first part of that is the roughest part of our schedule, right? And then we go Chicago into the... Oh, Chicago. Well, let's go Chicago. It's back-to-back night. We go Chicago, Colorado to end the road trip. Okay. Yep. So after Colorado... Go ahead. I'll be be in Colorado for that game. So look out for Mr. Whitebeard in the background. Uh, First time attending a game there. So um, speaking of which, i got to buy tickets because the prices seem to be going up quite a bit. I, I, I think I might go to the uh, 
Kings Rams night uh, coming up on the 21st just to represent both my teams there. All right. So look for Mr. Brownbeard. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this upcoming schedule, if we can repeat the three points against the Edmonton Calgary games, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's uh, reversed, though, we can – Right. We get right. two points versus Edmonton. That'd be even better. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that sets us up nicely to, you know, I don't know. I we we need we, Winnipeg's playing well. They scare me a little bit. But we're on the road. But we're on the road. So yes. we should scare them. Yeah. To me. To me, it's. Uh, we need to get like five points out of those. Like if we go 500 over that stretch, like that's gravy. And if we go a little under, that's probably fine. You know, you start talking, you know, only one or two points out of that. That's rough. And we might be looking at. So 600 guaranteed. We're good to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, 500 and I think we're, you know, we're not driving the bus, but we're in the playoffs. We're not them, but we're golden. Yeah, exactly. So, but we can't lose to Chicago our two remaining games that we have with them. I know that much. Yeah. It'll be nice. Even in a shootout. We can't get we, points. We got to get we two. We got to punish the Ducks. Right, right, right. And then we owe Seattle. We play them one more time as well. We owe, we cannot let that Ever last game again. against Seattle. That was just – it was what the ha- worst game of the season. It really was. What, what happened against Seattle? I forgot. Uh, they, yeah, the Kings exactly. didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a it game was against terrible. Seattle. <laughs> There are professional hockey writers out there, multiple, many, that said they were going to win the Pacific Division. Yeah. And more than half had they're them the making the playoffs. In, they're the worst team in the league, right? No, no not in the no, league. No. They're the worst team in, in Pacific, but not in the yeah, league. Pacific. Oh, okay. It's like Montreal, Phoenix, then them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh, close. Since you're bringing up Montreal. I just wanted to reiterate my love for Philip Deneau. <laughs> the guy is just consistency. Right. It's you mean, you mean number one center, Philip Deneau? He should be. Favorite, should be. I don't know why. I don't, they, favorite, yeah. I don't have favorite players. He's my favorite player. And it's not because he wears number 24. Right. <laughs> it just, I, I, just, <laughs> just brings it every night. Every night. And, like, honestly, again, not to go Don Cherry, but I just figured he'd be, like, some sort of kind of, like, arrogant or you know whatever Frenchy guy. Frenchy. Hey, don't say Frenchy. You'll get banned from HF Sports. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He, the guy is just like you, salt you, you sound like, like Sean Avery when you say that. Well, yeah, yeah that's kind of what I was going, going for <laughs> there, but but no, I mean, you know, I didn't know anything about him before he came here. And the guy hustles. Like, plays like he's the exact type of hockey player that everybody should like, does like, and then just seems like such a good good dude, like on the team and then yeah in general no uh, i'm right there with you with I, or without a beard even when he's shaved i'm like oh crap he's gonna lose his abilities but no he's great i i when we signed him you saw when we were all texting each other about it all and i hated the the term and the price the term, a bit cut, yep. you know i thought it was a little too much for a little too long and told you i i love the fact that we got kopitar help and and i love the fact that we were doing something, I was just a little, little too long, a little too much, but he's, I'm right there with you. He's, he's my, he's my favorite player, not named Kopitar Brown. I, I, I think he's still on pace to double his 
most goals in a season, right? I uh, know he's not going to double it. He's, no, you don't you don't think he hit twenty six? He's got. He just needs five more goals. Are you sure? His, I thought he. I thought his number one was. It was thirteen. It's thirteen. It was thirteen. Yeah, he, he has twenty one right now. He just needs he's five more goals. Rob's probably confusing it with points. Like he's probably not going to be. Just oh no no, no. just goals. I'm talking about. I was going to say what it really reminds me of is uh, it's like if Michael Hanzus came to the Kings and the Kings actually had a legit number one center then uh, instead instead of him having trying to fill that role because he just does everything right you right. know just like it's just like a robot um, almost and um, you know I also kind of like because he kind of like sloppy too like the way he skates it's, it is yeah it's just like a, like kind of a wrecking ball just or a tornado uh, yeah. It's funny you say that. Dano, he's so likable. When you listen to him in the interviews, too, he just, I love a guy that's just, he seems truly happy to be here. And from a fan standpoint, yes, I want guys that are happy to be here. You know, so. Does he he remind you of, well, not remind you, but is it almost like if Michael Hanzus, Yosef Stumpel, and Yannick Perot all had a baby together? Would that be him? <laughs> just a, um, speaking of which, speaking of people that I've I've liked more and more throughout the season, um, I don't know Kempy's never been someone likable to me, you know, just like personality wise. But uh, I finally broke down and listened to another podcast. He, I really enjoyed his interview. I really enjoyed his interview. I meant to watch that. I, 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 he's I, I, he's grown up. So he's he's matured, and I I really like just listening to him talk. Uh, so. Give us a Cliff Notes version. What did he say? Uh, they were Bissonette and and Whitney, Whitney were asking him to what about uh, Brown's magic tricks and and Kempe was like I've never seen him do a magic trick. I'll have to ask him. And then uh, they're talking about Jonathan Quick's pizzas, making pizzas. And Kempe was like, I didn't know he makes pizzas. <laughs> so, so he doesn't know anything about his teammates? <laughs> he know about his he's, teammates. he's not in the inner circle, apparently. Yep. All right, Kings fans. That's our show for today. Until next time, stay classy. Go, Kings, go. No, go, Kings, go from anybody. Go, Kings. There it is. <laughs>